This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Guys, I'm going to try to, try to. I have absolutely no idea if I'm going to succeed. I probably won't. I'm probably just uh, letting out hot air and just speaking to the masses and some people will either listen to what I have to say and have to just they'll just get to a point where all oh, Blake's pushing a narrative or whatever but we will do a Rafino's rants guys I, I gotta tell you I, I gotta tell you it, because it happened today on social media um I don't understand some of the logic of why people think LSU is struggling, quote unquote. But I promise you this. It's not your starting quarterback. Uh, I saw a media member kind of poke, not poke fun, but give a, a critique that I don't necessarily agree with. And guys, honestly, you're going to need Jane Daniels to win you the game Saturday. Because Mississippi State, whether you like it or not, is a really damn good team right now. You're going to need him a lot. You're going to probably need him to dominate because I'm going to give you some stats tonight through this Rafino's rant that quite honestly, guys, blows my mind a little bit. Blows my mind 
that how just maybe <coughs> excuse me um we take Mike Leach for granted maybe and think he's just maybe an idiot you're going to need Jane Daniels and everything and all the tools that he provides you okay cuz this will be the last time that I, look I promise you outside of games in my own opinion about those games Guys, I just we got to push past this Jane Daniels thing. Meaning, the Jane Daniels thing of that he's the reason we lost to Florida State. Guys, he's not. He's not. We'll get into that. Also, Coach Kelly did the SEC teleconference today. We were on the SEC teleconference listening to Coach Kelly. Had some really interesting points. I think he, I, he didn't tip his hand, but I think that you can kind of get the feeling of what you know, I mean, just what a normal coach in his position with all of his head coaching experience looks to and looks forward to this game. Guys, this is a first conference game outside of the COVID year because I'm not I'm going to take the COVID year aside. But this is really the true, like really true first conference game for Brian Kelly since he's been at Cincinnati. We'll touch on that and what Coach Kelly had to say. Uh, Memphis Spence. <coughs> Why do I cough only when I come on the show? Like, it's the only time I come on the show. Um, Memphis Spence will be joining us. One of your guys' favorite guests, one of my favorite guests. A uh, guy that votes for, you know, I think, votes for the Outland Trophy, Nagurski Award, Heisman, all that stuff, and does his top 16 every week. And he's always pretty spot on. Um, so we'll have Memphis Spence joining us at 730. And something I missed last night, Hashtag Ask Blake, and we'll throw that in there. And I forgot to put this in the notes earlier today. Let me write this down. We are going to be giving a recruiting update before Memphis Spence joins us. Um, some things LSU is doing. You know, we're, we're getting some confirmation of guys that are going to be attending. This came at 5 o'clock on Saturday against Mississippi State. We'll be touching on that as well, so I'll be giving you a slight recruiting date. But if you want to read the entirety of of a recruiting update go to our message board aysnetwork.com that's aysnetwork.com i think guys it's i think i give you a, a solid four or five paragraphs about things that you that lsu's doing that i think is pretty massive so go there read all of it i'll give a couple of notes here and there um here tonight just to give an update for for those who have not been able to subscribe yet but you need to go subscribe because sooner or later we're gonna i'm gonna stop doing that in here and you're just gonna have to go in there and you're gonna have to subscribe okay let's get this thing rolling so let's get to a couple comments though before we do get started kim marvin say let's go king mo says that's a sick intro thank you king mo it's our producer pooh bear they see me rolling they hate Patrolling, they trying to catch Pooh Bear riding dirty. Pause. Uh, Brandon says, going to be in the house to watch the Tigers take care of business. I love it, Brandon. Chris Lee says, what time is the game on Saturday? Chris, it is at 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Breaker, breaker, one, four, ten, four, ten, four. Charlie Viator says, hashtag ask Blake, will seven banks be ready? I believe that he will. Uh, I'm actually hearing some good things on Seven Banks. I will probably give a um, 
Hey, um, update on practice today, too. Y'all just ask me a little bit later. Legacy, I I'm sorry. Uh, Legacy Dom on YouTube says, El Presidente in the club, JD5, checking in, Big Blake. Uh, and then he finishes the sentence in Spanish. Uh, Legacy, I apologize, buddy. I don't, at least I think it is Spanish, I believe. If I, some of the words I know, um, but the only words that I know is El Taco and, and El Burrito. That's, a, that's about it. Uh, I'm sorry, I do not speak um, Spanish. Oh, here it is. He says, sup, Big Blake. Thanks for the love you show for my nephew since he hit the portal. Only show other than Carter's the family tunes in. Thanks, bud. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, sorry, I, I, I don't speak Espanol. I, I'm good in some of it. I can kind of understand it more than, you know, speaking it or reading it, if that makes sense. Kari says, taking MSU for granted it is idiotic. LSU can go winless in the SEC this year if they play anything close to that Florida State debacle. Seven of the eight SEC opponents that we have to play are in the top 25 this season. And what's interesting is our good buddy, Late Kick Josh, has them at number 12. Look, Josh's formula is pretty accurate at times. Sometimes it's off, um, but it's pretty accurate. There is one stat that really worries me. I'll get into tonight. Like, really, 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 really worries me for Saturday. And if it remotely gets close to this, LSU is going to lose. Guys, if, if Florida State does it, I mean Florida State, if Mississippi State does this to any of their opponents or get remotely closest, close to this stat, LSU and every opponent's going to lose. I don't think that they'll do that. I think LSU is going to prevail. But regardless, and, and guys, look, you know, during the 2020 season, I would come out here and y'all would get mad at me. I'd be like, guys, LSU's getting beat this week badly. You you know, and it was just the truth. Um, I would tell you if I feel like LSU was getting beat. I haven't felt that way all week. Um, but I will give you one stat that really, really worries me, and I know that Brian Kelly and his staff are really – taking advantage or going to try to take advantage of Stephen Fry. The new daddy is in the house. I think a child, uh, child number three, if I'm not mistaken, our good sponsor over at Fry construction. Y'all go give him a call. Uh, he says ever took a metal bat to a cowbell. Sounds amazing. No, but, um, I've taken a baseball bat to a lot of things. <laughs> I've taken, I, I've taken it to a lot of things. Um, Brandon says, I know it's easier said than done. If LSU play the way they did against Southern going forward, they can win a lot of games. Yeah. And guys, Southern's just really bad too. Um, legacy said my phone did that. <laughs> True. Mayor says Blake does not look like Vince Gill. Well, it's good to know. Oh, let me, I'll ask this. I'll, I'll let you guys roast on me a little bit. If I had a celebrity doppelganger, who would it be? Who would my celebrity doppelganger be? If you su uh, surpass 10,000 uh, followers on Twitter or Facebook, are you considered a celebrity? <laughs> Can I be my own doppelganger and you guys not roast me? 
I like this, Mayor. I like this. I like this a lot. Um, Weird Al, says Daniel. I mean, I know who yours is. Chameleonaire. <laughs> they see me rolling. They hating. Patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. The mayor says, Brad Pitt, it's gonna, you're not, you guys aren't going to beat that one. Derek Fino says, Luke Combs. Okay. On the Chattahoochee. <laughs> Doug Ray says, Jack Black. I can dig it. I, I like me some Jack Black, man. Pooh Bear. A tall Joe Pesci. This wins. Don't give me this Brent Shelton saying Kevin James. Get out of here. Mark Spell says a bearded Vince Vaughn. Okay. I like that one too. It comes down to the Joe Pesci and, uh, and a, a bearded Vince Vaughn. Penn Jones says a butthead. God, dog, boy. God, dog. Stefan says Sal from Impractical Jokers with more beard. Okay. I like that one. I got to be honest. It makes me awkward to watch Impractical Jokers, you know? It makes me it, it it makes me uh anxious. You know, I don't like I don't like awkward you know confrontation. I did used to like uh oh black goatee says Matt from SEC Shorts. Who's Matt? Let me Google this. Matt SEC Shorts. Oh no, that's SEC roll call. Matt Mitchell? Okay, okay, okay. I like Matt Mitchell. I like that. Maybe we can get Matt Mitchell on the show. Maybe we can... Can I tell you what... Um, Billy Abraham's mad at me. Blake, what the hell are you doing? <coughs> they used to call... You remember Josh and Drake that came on Nickelodeon? What's the, the big guy they said looked like Josh or whatever his name was? That one's not funny. That one's not funny. Okay, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Everybody do us a favor and hit the like and share. Look, so many of you are watching us live right now on Facebook. Hit the like and share. Share to all those Facebook groups. We greatly, greatly appreciate you guys, you guys doing that. If you're listening to us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and notification bell. Uh, we'll, like I told you, we'll be putting more content, especially in the start of the new year. We'll be adding some things and doing some things that I'm really, really looking forward to. Uh, and maybe even more of me around here, um, especially maybe in the morning times, but we'll see. Also, also, if you're listening to us on XM Radio, you're listening to us on uh, uh, TuneIn app, you're listening to us on the audio podcast platforms, rate, review, subscribe, all that great stuff. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Let's talk. Let's pay these bills. Let me tell you about my good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and BetOnline.ag. Guys, we return in one minute. We got a lot to talk about LSU. Rafino's rants around the corner. I'm not taking this any longer. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live 
in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty. That's Believe Fifty B L E A V five zero to receive your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. With over sixty-five years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM, Varno & Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino sent you on by. I hope that you guys can hear me. You guys can hear me? Y'all can hear the ad? I'm not going crazy because I see this from Ryan. This kind of stuff, you know, sometimes freaks me out when you guys say silence. Paul's Hub, Andrew Martin says, Joe Pesci meets Duck Dynasty. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Doug Nose says, I meant Matt Patricia. Damn, dog. I got the pencil. I do got the pencil. Uh-huh. God, Matt Patricia. But see, here's the thing. I don't use a pen. Let me tell you. Let me show you. I don't use a pencil to write on laminated shit, though. Like, dude, I go through like 500 of these a year. It's a journal. Ma- majority of it's filled with football shit and shit I got to remember about LSU, believe it or not. If you get my little black book, you find out shit about LSU. <laughs> Just joking. Not really. All right, everybody, stop, collaborate, listen, hit the like and share. I'm only spending, I'm going to try, I said this last night. I'm going to, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to give it a quick Rafino's rants. Um, then we're going to do a recruiting update. And then I want to talk about a stat and Brian Kelly, uh, a stat that Mississippi State holds that really worries me. That's how we're going to do it. I'm not going to spend long on this Rafino's rants. I hope this is the last time I have to say this. Now, look, I'm going to say this too. Guys, there's going to be a time this season where Jaden Daniels throws an interception or has a turnover. Okay? There's going to be times where he doesn't complete a pass. He makes a wrong read. There's going to be times where he rolls outside the pocket, maybe when he's not supposed to, take off running, maybe when he shouldn't have. I get all that. Let me tell you this, though, and let me say this. Um, I'm kind of getting to the point where, man, I, I, I get, I see this stuff on social media. You guys tag me on it on Twitter about Jane Daniels should have done this. Jane Daniels should have done that guys. Let me just say this. And a lot of the film is being broke down about Jane. Well, he should have hit Kayshawn on the back of the end zone. Well, guys, he scored on the play the first series on LSU's offense. Guys, he's completed eight straight scoring drives that have resulted in a touchdown. And we we want to remotely cri- criticize. There's a difference between critiquing and criticizing. Did he miss Kayshawn in the back of the end zone? Maybe. Is there an underneath defender that he might have thought that was a little further back to Kayshawn than he was? Probably. 
probably. Because when a let me just give a very quick persona. Because if you missed it today, there's been videos popping out all over Twitter about Jane Daniels and about the 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 issues of him not hitting his first read. If he, his first read's not there, then he's not throwing the football. Guys, that's simply not true. The touchdown to DeRay Jenkins to almost tie the game against Florida State was two reads. Kayshawn got doubled on a quick little hitch. I want to say, and if my memory serves me correctly, um, Malik Neighbors ran a little corner route to the pylon, and on the backside, you have Jeray Jenkins running a slant. And then you had Mason Taylor out in the right flat. He goes from corner, he goes to Kayshawn, he goes to Mason Taylor. Boom, 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 all covered. Then he goes back to Jeray, hits the slant route, touchdown. And then all of a sudden you hear this. We all know the fight song. Guys, he is your MVP through two games. And it is of my opinion that you're going to need him to play at that same type of high of level to beat Mississippi State Saturday. Mike, he should have hit the inside slant. Well, it's funny about that because it seems as if that play call, you remember when uh, when Jane Daniels allegedly missed Malik Neighbors on the inside slant. People said it would have been a touchdown. I get it. I, I get it. They did this. They ran the same play. One of them got called by Jare Jenkins for a first down. The other one was missed by Kayshawn Booty in the end zone. Outside, an outside slant. Seems like it's a little bit of a scheme thing to me. Could be wrong there, but that's what it feels like. They even came back to it against Southern. My point in all of this is, is there are things that Jaden needs to do better. We all have to be better as human beings. But there is a difference between criticizing and critiquing. At this point, guys, when a human being goes 10 of 11, 10 of 11 against an inferior opponent in Southern. Because, guys, Southern, the, the God's honest truth is Southern's not a good team compared to LSU. When you go 10 of 11 and four total touchdowns, that person and that quarterback deserves the right to for you to say that they made the right decisions. Because, guys, in week one, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, Bryce Young, went 18 of 28 with five touchdowns. 18 of 28. So that means he missed 10 passes. You know what? Bryce Young, bad decision maker. Joe Burrow threw four interceptions on Sunday. Bad decision maker. There are a lot of times if you ever talk to a quarterback, guys, as a center that in which I played, the conversation that you that a center has to have with their quarterback. You probably remember the epic um, conversations that Peyton Manning had would have with Jeff Saturday, right? Like. You have to have those type of conversations. Guys, there are a lot of times, I promise you this, I promise you this, there are a lot of elite quarterbacks, not good, not great, elite quarterbacks that do not make throws because they don't believe they can't get it there in time and will take a safer play and a safer route to not turn the football over. The biggest stat that Jane Daniels has is zero turnovers 
biggest set you have. He Saturday. So let me make this point very clear for the 400 people listening to us live. Okay. Let me make this very, 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 very clear to the people watching on Facebook, to the people watching on YouTube, to the people listening on XM radio, to the people listening on TuneIn. Hear me loud and clear. There's going to be times that Jane Daniels struggles in this season. It's going to happen. You're going to have to critique him. We're going to critique him on this show. But to say that he has not been your MVP through two weeks is not only asinine. Guys, it's just plumb not true. Listen to whoever you want to listen to. It is a free country. You have the God-given right to believe and think whatever you want to. It doesn't, it doesn't make you right. He, he throws the football with a lot of conviction and anticipation. The fade route to Kayshawn Booty in the back of the end zone that was dropped was an anticipated throw based off of the Rudy Pooh coverage that Florida State ran. And they're lucky that LSU didn't capitalize. All right. Critique. Don't criticize. There are two completely different things here. Now, if you and look, there are going to be times too where players make extremely boneheaded decisions. There are times that you can't criticize a decision. But not right now. This isn't it. This isn't it. So to the media members who are saying, and God forbid, if you played this game, you should know better. He is your MVP. He is your Kevin Durant. You the real MVP. I'm not going to hoot and holler and scream anymore. You want the truth? You probably can't handle the truth. Last week, you know, the only thing I heard, guys, we went and counted this today. Do you know how many comments we had in shows last week? It was over 7,500 of them. I went through as many of them as I could during my freaking lunch break. Shout out to Matt Trent from WBRZ. But I went through all of them. At least a third of them were, let's see Garrett Nussmeyer. You're not saying that now, are you? Very interesting. Very interesting. Why there's not more critiquing of Garrett Nussmeyer than there is Jaden Daniels, I have no idea. Guys, he threw a pick six. He threw another interception. Garrett will be fine. Garrett will be fine. So is Jaden Daniels. You critique a guy that's made literally no mistakes and turned the football over. Bryce Young, bad, bad reads of defense. Uh, he's a bad reader of defenses. How about that? You know why? Because he went 18 of 28 for, against Utah, but God forbid Jane Daniels go 10 of 11 with four total TDs. <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, I always say that. And Dane Bergeron sends us $5. Preach it, Blake. LSU rides with JD. You're damn right we do. And I always say I'm only going to spend five minutes on something, and I never do. I'm such a, I'm such a hypocrite sometimes. I, my intentions are pure. Let me get to this recruiting thing, and then we'll get to this stat. Okay, and then we'll get to some of your comments. Um, oh, my neck. 
This is, let me tell you this. If you're not subscribed to the message board, you should be. AYSSnetwork.com. I'm going to say this, and it's going to come out as Blake's just saying this tongue-in-cheek. And it shouldn't be taken this way. Guys, Ed Orsron was and is an elite recruiter. You can hate him all the live long day. You can hate he does this or that. Guys, he's an elite recruiter. I mean, it is what it is at this point. You can't take that away from Ed. You cannot take that away from Ed Orgeron. However, guys, there's going to be some things in recruiting in within the next couple of weeks. Could even start to, as early as this week. Who knows? The staff that Brian Kelly has put around him is more elite in recruiting. You let your managers manage and you are the CEO. Now, there are some things I hear about Brian Kelly when it comes to being the closer. Talked to a recruit last week who talked to Brian Kelly saying, I, I look like I, I you know, he, <laughs> he sold me on his vision and we are pretty much sold. Guys, you have a lot of talent that's going to be here this weekend. You got five stars from IMG coming. Taviano was here last weekend. And I'm talking about JV and Taviano, the five-star DB, who just got moved down to a four-star after he got crystal balled to LSU. Go figure. But regardless, guys, this recruiting step for LSU is elite. E-L-I-T-E, elite. Does me spelling it out like Webby said does independent, does that make... You know, when, when Webby hits that I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T, do you know what that means? Like, when I spell elite, does it get does it get the point across? <laughs> does it get the point across? All right. All I'm going to say is you guys need to subscribe to the message board. That's all I'm going to say. I think that this staff is going to get something popping here very soon. And it's going to turn a lot of heads. Because secretly, here's the truth. Secretly, I think some people are going to be decommitting from Notre Dame. Secretly, I think LSU is going to surpass them. Secretly, I've talked to an SEC coach who kind of does that side-eye emoji thing, like the kid that was in Popeye's, you know, the little chunky chunky kid who does the the side-eye emojis. Remember that? Remember that kid? By the way, he just graduated high school, nevertheless. That's how old we are. That's how old we are. But nevertheless, this staff is elite when it comes to recruiting. You can just trust me on that. They'll turn your heads. Let's get to Memphis Spence. But I want to say this before we get to the GOAT. The Memphis GOAT. Bah. Now, Memphis played Mississippi State. Memphis Spence. An interesting stat that I kind of I'm going to lead this off with Memphis is is Barrett Salee. Now I don't know Barrett that well. I've never really talked to him, but he 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 comes out with these interesting stats during the week. And when he does it, I got to be honest. I it always makes me turn my head. Guys, did you know that Mississippi State was second in the country in time of possession with 39 minutes? 
You know what else is interesting? LSU lost to Florida. Here's how LSU lost to Florida State. Even though LSU did not allow points off of the two muff punts, the time of possession going to Florida State killed you. Now, we criticize, criticize, criticize Mike Leach all the live long day. You know, the stigmas around Mike Leach are as is followed. Then we're going to Memphis. We'll get to a break and go to Memphis here. That Memphis, that, that Memphis, that Mike Leach is a dummy, that he doesn't evolve, that he he's going to do it his way and nobody else's way. Well, here's two big points that why great coaches, and I will say great, not elite. Guys, you know, if you've been watching this show, you know I have pillars and I have tiers. You have elite Nick Saban. I will even put, and you're going to kill me on this, Dabo in there. Guys, if you win more than one national title at the same program and you're doing what they're doing at Clemson, I put you there. Just me, maybe I'm wrong. I think that I think that Kirby will get in there. So many elite coaches. Mike Leach has had a lot of success in his career. Want to put him good, want to put him great, whatever. He's adapting in th- these two things. Guys, he's slowing down. He's taking the air out of the football by th- running the ball more, and th- he's keeping the ball away from you, and he's making you stop. Now, the one thing that's going to be key for LSU is if they want to play this time of possession game, your defense gets a chance to reset. Okay. Let's get to Memphis Spence. Um, let's get to him, and let's pay these bills because I know that he's going to have more of a knowledge about Mississippi State, seeing them play live and in color, playing Memphis, you know, covering Mike Leach for as long as he has. I, I'm even sure going back to the Texas Tech days, maybe even going all the way back to Kentucky. Who knows? We'll ask him next. But let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco. TheGramco.com, guys, we return in one minute with the Memphis GOAT. Bye. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com. Right now, and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. We're back. All right, we are here with Memphis Spence, the GOAT, the Memphis, what's up, my brother? How are we doing tonight? Doing good, man. Doing good, Blake. How are you doing? Um. Well, well, well ask me around... 845 on Saturday. How about that? <laughs> now, That'll be a good time, right? And, um, well, well, I, so Memphis, I'm going to give you the entire floor on this one. Okay. You've sure. seen Mississippi State. You covered Mike Leach. You've, you yeah. know him. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard this segment before you came on. I don't, you know, producers tell me all this stuff, whatever. So when, let me ask you this. Does it make your, does it, 
I don't really know how to ask the question other than does it make you turn your head when you see that M Mississippi State is second in the country in time of possession in 39, uh, 39 minutes over two games? Yes, and it makes me turn my head even more when you think about it like this. Um, Mike Leach... Mike Leach is tricking defensive coordinators. He's, it, and it's really weird because Mississippi State right now, if I, based on that stat, you would believe that Mississippi State has an efficient run game. Bingo. Right? You would believe that. However, they're actually fifth in the nation in passing yards and 112th in the nation in rushing yards. Now, how do you get that much time of possession if you're 112th in rushing yards? You dinking and the dunking, Patrick's, right? I, it's 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 an amazing thing because you're sitting there like, well, wait a minute. How are they controlling the clock when they're not really efficient on the ground? I mean, Memphis. Th think about it like this: Memphis beat them. They didn't even have 100 yards rushing on Memphis. Memphis had, I think, like 119, and I think they had like 92. They're not doing it as much on the ground. They're, 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 they're using these runs just to keep the linebackers honest. That's it. That's the only thing that they're using the run for. There's a lot of screens. There's a lot of uh, dump plays. There's a, a, a lot of uh, RPO. It, 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 and, and I didn't even really know. The thing about it is uh, – Five touchdowns and one interception, basically, was that game in in Memphis. Uh, they also had a turnover on the on the ground. They had two turnovers. Memphis only had one. Memphis won the actual turnover battle. I expect LSU to win the turnover battle as well. However, we didn't do anything with it. Our third down conversion rate was like twenty five percent. Mississippi's defense. What what nobody's talking about is Mississippi State's defense. Man, on third down, is way better than advertised. People are talking about Will, like he's like coming. I'm like, listen, man, if you look <laughs> at what they're doing on defense to get off the field, then you'll realize how they're actually keeping the ball as much as they are. Right. Their defense is much better than advertised. Now, when look. So Zach Arnett interview with Ed Orgeron and Ed just didn't comprehend, I think, the three three five, and that's not a shot at Ed. There's a lot mm -hmm. of great college coaches. Like I I know of a very prominent head coach in the SEC who doesn't understand what the concepts are. He gets the concepts. He doesn't understand the three three five, but Zach Arnett has right. completely right. changed the game with this three three five. Memphis, is this so when you're voting in the top for your top sixteen, number one, let me ask you: is is Mississippi State close to that, in your opinion, in that top sixteen? If they're not already in it, and they're not in it, okay, they're close. How close? How really close are, are they? They're like nineteen. When I was going through it, it was between them and Tennessee, honestly, that I was thinking about, like right there at sixteen. But then I started looking at how how Mississippi State was winning games. I'm like. It's really they're really a little bit too one dimensional for me to believe in them right now. Hmm. And they're going to run into a very sound backfield, maybe DBU, maybe DBU. And it's 
it's gonna get it'll get crucial for them because they haven't won any games on the ground. I'm not sure it their offensive line obviously it can pass block. I'm not sure if they can run block. I, I, I still what and, and if they can, I haven't seen it yet. So this is what this is what I I will tell you about uh, Mississippi State that I know for a fact on third down watch out because they're getting off the field better than almost any defense out there. No, and they're also talking. number two there. They're number two in third down efficiency defensively. They're number two in keeping the football away in the country. Memphis, that exactly. – that, now correct me if I'm wrong. You've been a voter for yep. a long time now. So right. let me just ask this question. I'm not trying to overreact, but you know how I get. I get emotional as hell. When you <laughs> lead in those two stats, that means 10 wins. If you can sustain that – now. They haven't played, and this isn't a shot at Memphis. They haven't played the SEC gauntlet that they're about to go through, right? So I, That's true. And I get right. that. That's right. But Memphis, if they're even remotely close and even in the top 10 of that, that's a 8, 9, 10 win team regardless. Am I going crazy? No, you're not. That is a – that's a – do I want to say that's a 10 win team? I don't know if it is. So, okay – if they continue to do what they're doing against SEC caliber teams, not Memphis's, you know, Memphis is Memphis. If Memphis was in the SEC, they'd probably be, I don't know, uh, South Carolina or something like that. Mm. They're, they're about there. You know what I'm saying? They have a good quarterback uh, and, you know, they play decent defense. We have a couple of guys that will probably get to the league on defense. Um, nothing, but, but really vanilla at a lot of places. Mississippi State's better than that. Mississippi State actually, Will is Will is a really good quarterback. Um, when looking at Will and Seth side by side, I was like, you know, Will really is a better quarterback than Seth, hands down. Um, Seth being our quarterback, and I just I, I I started looking and I was like, well, you know, is it because why is he better? Is it because of his fundamentals? Is it because of his pre-snap reads? Is it because he's getting more time on, you know, more time to go through his reads? Is he making the right? He's always making the right read. But why is that? You know, and I was trying to figure out exactly why, why is he so efficient at what he's doing? And I think it's because that offensive line pass blocks like no other, which means if you don't have a defensive line or you just lost a stud on your defensive line, there are going to be problems there because you're – and and the only thing that makes me believe that LSU can win this game is because it's DBU. I mean, there's I can tell you this right now because I have a little bit of inside information. Uh oh, H- hold on, hold on. That's our that's our breaking news sound. C- continue. <laughs> there will be at least one NFL scout there looking at LSU DBs. Can you, do you know, and and don't share if you can't, do you know who the DB they're looking at is? I'm not supposed to say that, <laughs> but I, 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 I can say, this is what I can say. This is what I can say. Does it DB. rhyme with Roby Richardson? All right, let's move. Let's move on. Let's... I was about 
to say I like cheese also. Okay. So, you know, I mean, that's that, you know, and uh, <laughs> this guy's name might be a type of cheese. Uh, but, yes, there's, there's definitely going to be an NFL scout looking at the technique of an LSU DB, and whether he realizes it or not, this is going to be a game where he gets evaluated for the NFL. Um, the, and, and, and honestly, this will be a game that the LSU DBs are going to be put under a lot of pressure, but if they rise to the challenge, this is a winnable game for, for LSU. Well, let's hope that they don't go full Ed Orgeron and run man to man coverage like in 2020. Jesus. No, no, they're not going, they're not going to, they're not going to. They're going to, there's going to have to be some zone blitzing and everything else going on in, in this game. I don't know. To run man-to-man, your 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 defensive line would have to be at 100%, and it's not. So uh, mm. there's only certain times where you're going to be able to do that throughout the game. In my opinion, I would – the weaker your defensive line, the the, the more you have to run zone. Um, and, I, you know, you got some injury. You got key injury on the defensive line that, that that's going to cause some problems. But um, – Here's here's what I believe. If Will Will was very, I think it was like thirty eight of forty nine against Memphis. If LSU can cut out around ten of those completions, you can win the game, because a lot of them are going to be low. The the the, the things that aren't going to hurt you are the things that he's doing underneath, the things under five yards. Those won't hurt you as much because LSU is going to tackle this game, right? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. They have to be able to tackle in space. And I and I trust that's one of the things, of course, that these scouts are going to be looking at. Um, can these corners tackle in space? Because they're going to have to. They're going to be put out on islands and have to make these tackles in space. Right. Have to make the right reads. Have to charge the line when they need to. Um, the other thing that, that that's, that's going to uh, be necessary is that LSU is going to have to possess the ball. Key boy. I, I want to believe that if LSU has a rushing game, that we will see a lot of it. If Kelly – Kelly's going to have to break out, you know, a good, a strong run game and take time off the clock because you can't get into a passing war with Will. You can't get into a passing war with Mississippi State. I don't care how good your quarterback is. It can't be that. You have to take possessions away from them by running the darn ball. Run the ball. You have to. Uh, And you have to be effective, you know, four or five yards a carry. Because if you can do that and take away some possessions, then not only you're in the game, my experience has been LSU's defensive backs get better as the game goes along. No doubt. The Agreed. Longer, the longer that LSU is in this game, the harder it's going to be to trick some of those safeties and DBs back there into what they're usually running. If it's close or if they need something late, I think LSU can stop them on those late, you know, that those fourth quarter drives and actually come up with a W. But you have to you have to shrink this you have to shrink this game got to take the ball away from them and you have to do that on the ground memphis a lot of people have said this week and i'm not going to go there with them yet quote unquote alabama is uh vulnerable 
Um, yeah. My uh, my thought on this is great teams find ways to win and it, it admits adversity, right? Like Saban always finds ways to win. It's right. not pretty. Quite honestly, it doesn't matter when you win. My question, though, is we've never seen a team, though, under his watch have 15 penalties for 100 yards. When you look at this Alabama team and you look at this Texas game from a last week, what do you see with Alabama, and how does that shuffle your board up top, if at any? Well, here's the thing, and a lot of people got on me at the beginning of the preseason. They were like, why do you have Georgia above Alabama? Number one. I remember this, but tell the listeners. Georgia some respect. You know, they just won a national championship. But coming in, they lost more players. So wait a minute. They lost more players. Alabama has more players coming back. Wouldn't that – wouldn't your calculations put, you know, Alabama above Georgia? Theoretically, yes. But the information that I came in that that was coming in to me anyway was that, you know, watch out for these penalties. Alabama's young, and the coaches are hollering at them a lot. Well, we saw that show up against Texas, right? So if that continues – there's where Alabama is. It's not. It's not skill. It's not recruiting. It's not. It's. It's inefficiency in playing. If they get into those situations and those young guys jump on the line or they hold, you know, just because they get nervous or whatever, those are the penalties that kind of bring a a good team equal with Alabama. And those are the things I was worried about. Uh, this is a little. This this team's still a little young. Right. And from from what my beat writers are saying, there's a lot of there's a lot of scream there's a lot of screaming and hollering in, in, in practice. So I you know it's not it, it, they they don't have it all there now. At the end of the year, I expect all that stuff to be you know kind of even now. They don't have a preseason in college football, so <laughs> some of that stuff is just you know a team trying to find out what it is at the beginning of the season. You got tough matchups, you battle through adversity. The best thing you can do is win and have 15 penalties mm-hmm. <laughs> because you can clean up those 15 penalties. So I expect Alabama to get better throughout the year. I expect them to grow, but they are vulnerable. They come up against they they come up against a, a well disciplined team. Uh, you mean Georgia? Some of the penalties. Yeah, <laughs> a Georgia. Um, even Ohio State at this point. It's going to be it, – it's – it's uh, at the end of the year, it's not going to matter as much as it does now. Um, but, yeah, they don't – Texas almost took them. And really, was that a safety? I – that could have been – I I kept looking at it and I was like, oh, intentional grounding in the end zone? I mean, I – The only reason I give that a wash – is when you play a replay for me and you call it pass interference and Kool-Aid McKentry doesn't touch anybody, dog. You know, like, I'm sorry, Memphis, and I'm not a Bama fan at all, but with all due respect to Kool-Aid McKentry and his entire family, that shit was rigged. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, when you don't, when you legitimately don't touch somebody, Mm -hmm. whatever. Memphis, I got two big ones for you. Number one, Brandon Reese asked about Texas A&M. I'm going to kick it to my own question because I was going to ask you about this. There's no way in blue hell you run Haynes King out there this week against Miami, right? Like, you got to go to Max at this point. Or am I crazy? <laughs> I mean, 
what what's Texas A&M playing for now? I mean, I, we know that they're not going to get to the college football playoff, not with that loss. So don't you want to see what, what else you have? I mean, what I, I guess they could get to the SEC championship. It's possible. They haven't lost any SEC games, but are you going to get there right now with who you got starting? Oh. I well, and if not this game and then next game, I don't know what you. But I wouldn't know. I, I, I against Miami, and see, this was one of those games I had circled because it should be the I game really, of the, it should be the game of the week, should it not? It should be, but Texas A and M kind of messed that up, um, or actually made it more interesting in my mind because I'm still not sold on Miami. Bingo, bingo. I'm really not. And I gotta see them against this this Texas A and M. That Miami's line, Texas A and M's line is I, probably about a hundred pounds bigger than Miami's line. I'm like, I don't know if these small guys are gonna be able to. I, I get it. They build their line for efficiency. They 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 build it for you know endurance and whatnot. You know they're doing wind sprints and everything else in the fourth quarter. But I still think they're gonna get run over. I. I I, 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 I've got to think that at this point, Jimbo's like, all right, just line them up, boys. Line them up. We're bigger. If you can't make – if you can't run through the B-gap or off tackle <laughs> against Miami, then we're, we're wasting our NIL money. <laughs> we, we just are. If you can't open a hole against a smaller defensive line – I know they're fast, but they're small – if you can't manhandle them on the line, then we're just wasting NIL money. We need to start building a team that looks like that instead of what we've done. So I still think that Miami's going to get handled on the ground. I don't know what that means in terms of the passing game, though. I, this game's going to be closer than I thought. I thought this was going to be a, a Texas A&M blowout. Uh, and Texas A&M proved me wrong. I'm like, oh, they're, they're really terrible. Here's my thing so, with them, Memphis, is they struggled, meaning Miami, with Southern Miss for a half, and App State's better than Memphis. And if anything yeah. does correlate with one another, uh, look, I, I'm with you. Now, let me ask you this very quickly, and I want to get to USC. Sure. I want to get to USC. Do, yeah. very, really quickly, do you think Max Johnson wins him this game if he starts? Long long pauses are never good. Pause. Good <laughs> uh, Memphis. By the way, I, 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 I'll, I'll say this without sourcing or breaking. It's of my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. He start. He's starting. Mm-hmm. It's it's of my humble opinion. I would be utterly. Really? I would be utterly. Sh- if he doesn't start, I would be utterly shocked. Shocked if he doesn't play a hand, a good bit, because. There are some things I hear through the grapevine that, you know, like you mentioned, when you start paying that much money, not only to your head coach but to players, you better start winning and you better start winning quick. That's the only reason. And, look, there was a lot of suitors for Max Johnson. I'm old enough to remember when, you know, a guy by the name of Billy Napier wanted him to come run some stuff. Nevertheless, and nobody talks about that, I guess if he win, if he does play a, a a significant amount, do you think that they can win that football game? I, I'm trying to. I mean, Max Johnson. From what, everything that I know about Max Johnson, I mean, he's better than King. 
Um, I can't remember what Max Johnson looks out of play action because I expect there to be a lot of running and then <laughs> a lot of play action passing. Um, well, here's the thing. He won't have – the one thing I'll give Jimbo, he won't do what LSU did a season ago and, ro- and roll him to the opposite side. Oh, no, no, no. no. That's not – he's <laughs> he's not going to be doing anything silly like that. But, um, yeah, no, no Max, Max, I, Max Johnson could win that game. I could see him. I, I just – I'm almost convinced, though, that it's not going to be – the quarter well, the quarterback's gonna have to be efficient regardless of what happens. But it's really gonna have to be the offensive line really if they're not firing off the ball and you don't see those those Miami, you know, uh tackles and ends two, three yards down the field on a run, then I'm not exactly sure what the plan was for this A&M team. I, I really thought that there were going to be a efficient running game and work off of, you know, play actions and everything else. The, the linebackers are going to try be trying to stop the run. And then, you know, you just toss the ball over their heads. I, that's what I thought the game plan was, but I didn't quite see that. So if I don't see that this time, then I don't know what Jimbo's honestly doing. Um, I think maybe 25, 30 passes should get it done. Uh, for for Texas A&M, if they're going to win this, the rest of it should be on the ground. Haynes King looks like Urkel trying to throw a football. There, I said it. Um, I, I, I want to I get to U.S. <laughs> he does, bro. He's, he looks he's like Urkel. He's not as good as Mac Johnson, I'll say that. No, he's not. And, yeah. and look, Max had what three touchdowns, three or four touchdowns against AM a season ago, maybe two or three. I, I don't remember. He almost has mm-hmm. as many touchdowns against AM than Haynes King has at AM. That's Period, right? that that's the yeah. point. No. The pe- the thing no. that people don't give Max Johnson a lot of credit for 37 total touchdowns or 30, yeah, 37 total touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's in the SEC. Mm-hmm. All right, I yeah. do want to get to this. Last question for you, and then we'll, I'll get you out of here. I know you're a busy, man. I see your laptop. People wanting to know, you know, everything. I, I, look, I get it. But I got to ask you this. How, yeah. how serious am I supposed to take USC? USC is the only team in the Pac-12 that has a shot at the college football playoff. There, I said it. I, there's, not, there's not another team out there that, that I've looked at. Washington is okay. Uh, Oregon, you saw what happened with them. Utah is probably uh, not going to make it now, even if they win out. Uh, it's uh, Memphis. It's, could you it's see a two-loss? I'm sorry. Could you see a two-loss SEC or Big Ten team getting in over like a Utah after they lost to Florida? I mean, if it was between a one-loss Utah and a two-loss SEC team, then yeah. But we're not going to get – I don't think that's going to be one of these years where everybody has a loss and we're looking at two lost teams to get in. Um, I think there's going to be – there are some teams with some significantly favorable schedules that I'd be surprised. Like, I, I came in and I was talking about BYU and how much better they were than Utah. Well, 
and everybody had, you know, good old Memphis Spence, when I had my little, you know, my little preseason, and I really hate preseason lists, but they make you do it. I was like, no, 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 no. BYU's better than Utah. I've, I've watched it. It's they, They're just better. And I get it. I know there's a whole lot of bias about, you know, Power 5 and, hey, Pac-12, this, that, and the other. Kalani has those, those guys at BYU. They're on point. I'd be surprised if they lose a game, honestly. I'd, I'd honestly be surprised at this point. Um, that team is probably the independent that has the best shot at making the college football playoff at this point in the season. Just looking at their schedule, because I don't know if their schedule – I don't think their schedule gets harder than somebody at Baylor. I, I mean, it's, it's really – it's really a, a schedule that's kind of favorable in terms of strength, but I think that they can beat almost every team on there. Um, either Ohio State or Michigan is going to get into this thing. Looking at both of their schedules, I'm like, they really only have themselves on the schedule. Not taking anything away from Mich- uh, uh, Michigan State. You know, they can still be spoiler in this, but one of those two teams are probably going to get in as well. Then we're looking at in, in the ACC, who's going to beat Clemson this year? They can be beat. DJ's not that great. No, but, but Kubnik. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Spence, you ever just look at a dude and you, like, play football and you're like, okay, I, I, I've seen enough. I've yeah. seen it. I've yeah. seen enough. He's better yeah. than DJ right now. It's not close. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's probably going to be uh, – now, it'll be interesting to see if there are two teams from the Big Ten or two teams from the SEC that get in this year. Because I think it could be – it could very well be, um, you know, both the winner and the loser of the SEC or the Big Ten championship, depending on who that is. Or maybe even a one-loss that – you know, one-loss Ohio State team that lost to the, the team – playing mm-hmm. in the Big Ten Championship, and both of those get in. Um, I don't know if a two – I don't think a two-loss team has ever been in, and I don't expect to see that until we move to 12. Mm. Uh, there's not going to be any two-loss teams. I think they're going to try and, as, as, as much as possible, keep undefeated and one-loss champions uh, in the college football playoff for right now. Do you have time for one more? They're peppering me to ask yeah, you this question. Right. All right. Mark, I got time for you, Blake. I got time. I know, I know, and I greatly appreciate it. I got to give you the bottle of scotch, you know, like things of rich mahogany. Bourbon. Bourbon, that's it. I'll get you some. Hey, look now, Saturday mornings, we do this little show, this little SEC show, and this girl named Jenna, she comes on here and she makes these drinks. Dog, I'm drunk by 10. Telling you. I don't know what she does. She's from Chicago. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to argue oh, with a, a blonde woman from Chicago. Just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. The last time that happened, Al Capone wound, wound up in federal prison. So I'm not going to do right. that. Let That's me ask right. you this. Everybody wants to know, and they're peppering me to ask you about Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman. Now, listen, Spence, there's a lot of justification down in the bayou and I think rightfully so about Brian Kelly and about Marcus Freeman going 0-3. But Memphis, it's not for me that they're 0-3. It's how bad they've looked in going 0-3. Like you can't get absolutely obliterated on the line of scrimmage on the line of scrimmage against Marshall. You can't lose to a team whose mascot is a mythical character from Zelda. Okay? You can't do it. So when I <laughs> 
<laughs> you know that's what the Thundering Heart is. It's a mythical yes. character from Zelda. When yes. we talk about yes, Notre Dame, is. what is your opinion on them so far being 0-3 under Marcus Freeman? Man, I'd really like for a black man to have a job, but um, I don't know, man. I don't – you know, you, you all might have – Think about if Marcus was there at LSU calling plays. I mean, from what you saw, I, 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 I sometimes, sometimes you have to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. And I think BK giving that man a shot, like, all right, y'all don't love me anymore. You know, go, go ahead and 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 give this man a shot. And I want him to do well, but I, <laughs> I don't know how long he he can uh, if he doesn't win the rest of the games. Is even there after a year? I mean, you know how Notre Dame gets itchy. Um, they're going to be looking for somebody at the end of the year if he only wins, you know, six games. So, and and right now, right now, six games would be pretty good for you know Notre Dame compared to what we've seen. Hmm. Um, I'm I, I hope he doesn't have a losing season. Uh, even though it looks, if you can't beat Marshall, can you find six wins on their schedule? I, you know something. Let's do that. Let's do. Let's let's look at their schedule and oh. see if we can find <laughs> six wins. Because I, I I kid you not, with with what they're with the, how they're playing right now, uh, I don't know. All if right, so are this week, wins. let me see. Let's look at the schedule. All right, they got Cal. I can I can I can share it right here, Memphis. Hold on one second. We're gonna I'm gonna get the team to uh to pull it up here. Here we go, right here. All right, so they have obviously they lost Ohio State and Marshall. They have Cal, North Carolina, BYU, Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse, Clemson, Navy, Boston College, USC. So I, I mean. Maybe there's some in there, but I think that they lose to BYU right here. Maybe you beat UNLV and Syracuse. I don't think they beat Clemson. I don't. I think they could beat Navy, so that's three. Boston College being four. And Memphis, I think that they lose to Southern Cal. Right? I mean... Yeah, they're going to lose to USC. Navy, Boston College, UNLV... Maybe Stanford. So I Cal, I mean, they can win this week. I, you know, they can win against North Carolina. But I, I mean, at the same point, that's two. So you're two and two. So you're having to find four more wins. Can you find four wins in BYU, Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse, Clemson, Navy, Boston College? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, and that's if they can beat Cal in North Carolina. Marshall's not that great of a team, guys. I. I I would I'd be willing to say if Marshall went head up with Cal and North Carolina, they don't win either of those games. So the question is going to be whether or not Notre Dame can get a game plan together. I mean, if you can't beat the Thundering Herd, I mean, I don't. Are you well, beat we've Hill? seen UNC put sixty three up against App State. I, I mean, they yeah. can put points up. So yeah. So I mean, I I I um I don't know. They they played Ohio State. Well enough that I thought they were a legit team. And they just came out a lot, laid an egg against Marshall. I'm like, wait a minute. You only had 10 points against 
Ohio State, and I was like, okay, that's the Ohio State defense. We had 21 points against Marshall. Is that the Marshall defense? I mean, I, you know, what, what, it, how is this going to – if they can't score 30 against Cal, I'm writing them off for the year. Me too. I mean, because they're not going to – BYU is going to run Rob Shaw over them. Uh, Syracuse, if you watch the way that they beat Louisville, I'm not sure that they can win that game in the Carrier Dome. Maybe. I hope so. I don't know what that would be if Northern, you know, Notre Dame goes up to, to Syracuse and loses that. Uh, Clemson, and, and, and if it's in that dome, and it's, and if it's at night, shit gets weird in New York at night, man. Ask the mafia. It's a seven. It's a seven p.m. game. I know. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's to be just to be announced. Clemson's a seven p.m. game. So yeah, I don't know what time that that game is at the Carrier Dome, but yeah, it can get weird up there. Um, USC, they can beat Navy. Navy didn't look good at all against Memphis. No, they're not good at all. Um, but here's the thing, though, Memphis. This team, it's, that team's so undisciplined. Who knows? Where they're going to find offense? Yeah. If you if you cannot, that was Marshall that you only scored twenty one points against, and you only scored ten. We already know what. I yeah. mean, we already know what UNC did just a few weeks ago. They can score. I'm not worried about Absolutely. UNC scoring. Their defense is but with Gene Chizik, but they can score. Right. Right. All right. So we'll, we'll um, see. We'll see. Six games, baby. All right. That's Memphis Spence. Memphis, tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff. We got to get you out of here. Get back yeah, to man. your beautiful family. Where can they catch all your all your content? Sports Radio America. You can catch me noon to two Eastern Mondays and Thursdays live on the Sports Radio America Network. Uh, get your sandwich. Go out for lunch. Listen to me. Uh, you know, on on Mondays and Thursdays, we have some of the best. Writers from the FWAAN uh, from around the nation. We have some really good discussions on there as well. Um, additionally, we're doing something. We're going to be doing something with our website. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, but I'll let you know when that starts going live uh, with Sports Radio America. We're trying to get these journalists, raise up this next batch of journalists or whatnot, and uh, get everybody an opportunity to start building out their own audiences. I'm a journalist. <laughs> All right, Memphis, we'll see you next week, buddy. Later. Is that your diary? No, this is what keeps me sane. I'm like Will Smith and Fresh Pitch of Bel-Air. You get my little black book, you get the little LSU secrets that probably people shouldn't have. Ooh, look at that. I'll sell this thing for $1 million. $1 million. $1 million. All right, right, later, (laughs) Memphis. We'll see you. That's Memphis Spence. Guys, we are running so late here. Uh, That's my fault. Um, Let's do this because I know my buddy Scarborough is doing his show We're going to just go ahead and call it a night. We'll pick everything back up tomorrow. Don't forget, tomorrow at 6 p.m. we go live. Not 7, 6 p.m. But until then, we'll see you all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.